0: This is DW News, live from Berlin. Banned in Russia. The foreign ministry in Moscow announces that this network, Germany's international broadcaster, Deutsche Welle, will no longer be allowed to operate in the country. The move comes in retaliation for Berlin's decision to ban German language programming from Russia's state media broadcaster. And a major blow to the so-called Islamic State.
1: Last night's operation, took a major terrorist leader off the battlefield.
0: U.S. President Joe Biden says the IS leader blew himself up as U.S. forces approached during a raid in Northwest Syria. Several other people also killed during the operation near the Turkish border. I'm Leila Huck. Thank you so much for joining us. Russia has announced it is shutting down the Moscow bureau of this network, Deutsche Welle, Germany's international broadcaster. That includes revoking the accreditation of our staff there. The German government has strongly condemned the move, which comes in retaliation for Berlin's decision to ban German language programming from Russia's state media broadcaster, RT. We can go now to DW Moscow bureau chief, Yuri Rosheto, who joins us from the Russian capital. Yuri, can you tell us how did you find out about this decision?
2: We found out it from uh, the Russian media the information about uh, it was on the website on the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs. In the meantime, I have received an official letter from uh, the Russian Foreign Ministry when I was personally officially informed that our office has to be closed starting at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. That means I can still talk to you Laila from this studio now but not anymore starting tomorrow.
0: What does this mean uh, Yuri to you for your work do you have to leave immediately
2: Well, we have to find out this first. Uh, At the moment, it's not clear if and if yes, when I personally and my foreign colleagues here have to leave the country. Of course, uh, this decision by the Russian authorities came as a great surprise to us. us. Uh, We are yeah, literally uh, shocked for all of us here. Uh, This news is very personal. We expected countermeasures from the Russian authorities. It was announced that uh, there would be a response days ago, but just how tough this response is surprising. There are a lot of open questions at the moment, technical uh, questions, legal questions and so on and so on. So far, we only know from the authorities that we have to give back our press accreditation cards tomorrow during the day to the Russian foreign ministry. Those are the cards that give us the right to work as journalists here in Russia.
0: Yuri, on a personal level, what does this mean for you and your team?
2: Nobody from our office, Lela, and uh, that's around 20 employees, uh, will be allowed to work as a journalist for DW in Russia starting tomorrow. And um, yeah, that affects correspondents, producers, cameramen, editors, and so on. Um, According to Russian law, they are now no longer allowed to work for Deutsche Welle. And let me say, on a personal note, for me personally, and for all people who support our coverage from Russia, this is a big shock. Uh, I've been the bureau chief and correspondent for Deutsche Welle here in Moscow for seven years, and like all my colleagues, I have loved reporting from Russia even more. We all, war are and will stay passionate, uh, passionate fans of Russia. By Russia, I don't necessarily mean Russian politics, but uh, the people of this great country. Um, in my opinion, stories from Russia are always incredibly exciting, and this country is very rich in culture. We have reported on politics, the economy, on sports and on many, many other aspects of people's lives here. And of course, Deutsche Welle will continue to report on Russia in uh, 30 different languages on television, on social media and online. There is no doubt that the country plays a very important role in the world and trying hard to understand it is. It remains extremely important, especially in these difficult times.
0: DW's Moscow bureau chief, Yuri Resheto. Well, the german government has called moscow's move unacceptable DW's director general peter limburg said in a statement that the network was being used as a pawn earlier i spoke to him to get his reaction
3: oh we had been expecting some measures by the russian side but i think this uh, is a total overreacting uh, from the russian government because uh, um, it, they're closing the bureau they they want us not to, to broadcast anything anymore in Russia. And I think uh, also that our correspondents must leave. Um, obviously, uh, Russia is something which is uh, a really overreaction, and uh, it's not even a tit-for-tat measure if you want, want to see it like this, because first of all, you can't compare uh, RT German with uh, Deutsche Welle, I mean, we are public service broadcaster and not a state government uh, broadcaster. And on the other hand, we have to see that uh, Russian journalists uh, will continue to work freely in Germany and can broadcast whatever they want. So, um, and this is not the case with our colleagues. So it's really um, disappointing to see this. how the Russian government is reacting.
0: And what will happen next? Is there anything that you can do?
3: Uh, we will take legal steps uh, and uh, try to, to see whether these uh, measures are legal, even from Russian standards. Uh, but this is something which we will have to discuss uh, in the coming, coming hours. But I think legal steps is something we will take. Um, and then we will um, discuss this also, obviously, with, the, with our institutions here in Germany, yeah.
0: You know, we have so many dedicated, hardworking staff uh, working for years in Russia. Have you heard from them? Have you been in touch with them? How are they feeling about this decision?
3: Well, obviously they're also shocked by the by the measures because uh, everybody was expecting that there might be coming something uh, and this is also what the foreign ministry in in Moscow yesterday announced that there will be some kind of a reaction um, but uh, I think for people who really love to work in Russia and they love the German they love the Russian uh, culture they they are really into into uh, reporting from this this beautiful and so interesting country it's hard to accept that they have to stop one day uh, to the other. And so I think they are shocked and uh, yes, it is something which is is also sad uh, for a journalist to leave the country uh, on short notice.
0: And in terms of press freedom, of course, the press has been under attack for some time in Russia, but uh, what does this signal to you now?
3: Well, the press freedom in Russia is, is, is minimal. I mean, there there are some independent outlets, but they're struggling. And this is another sign that Russia is not interested in, uh, and the Russian government is not interested in press freedom and freedom of opinion. But I can only say, um, even if we have to leave the country, we will intensify reporting on the country. So I think this must be also clear to the Russian side that we will not just ignore what's happening in Russia, we will report and we will do more and more.
0: DW Director General Peter Limburg, thank you very much. Thanks for you your Well, this decision from Moscow comes as German Chancellor Olaf Scholz prepares a trip to Russia's capital for talks on Ukraine in less than two weeks' time. Chancellor Scholz called the buildup of Russian troops on Ukraine's border, quote, very serious and said any invasion would come with serious consequences. The German Chancellor has been under pressure from other NATO members to take a harder line on Russia. For more on this, I'm now joined by Alexander Graf Lambsdorff, member of the pro-business FDP and vice president of their parliamentary group in the Bundestag. A very warm welcome back to DW News, sir. Pressure, as you know, has been built, piling up rather, on uh, Chancellor Scholz to be more proactive. Uh, We understand he will head to Moscow soon. What do you think he can hope to achieve there?
1: Well, I think what uh, he should try to achieve is to bring Russia back into the fold in the sense that uh, the country stops threatening uh, its neighbor with this massive military buildup to underscore the unity of the Western alliance in the face of this uh, threat. Um, and also, of course, he now has an additional item on his agenda, which is the fact that Deutsche Welle has been banned from broadcasting in Russia. That is a bilateral issue of the highest importance.
0: Can I get your reaction on that? What do you make of that decision?
1: You know, I've been living abroad for many years. I I follow Deutsche Welle. I watch your programs when I'm abroad. Uh, I listen to the soccer broadcasts and everything. And I know how independent Deutsche Welle is. And therefore, I think to compare Deutsche Welle to Russia today, as the Russian side, the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs did today, is absolutely ludicrous. And I think it's a total overreaction from the Russian government to uh, disallow uh, any kind of operation by Deutsche Welle in Russia, to send the journalists uh, abroad, to even possibly brand the uh, program a foreign agent. All of these are overreactions, which to me um, indicate a a, a tendency of self-isolation on the part of the Russian government. And I think the chancellor's visit may help to render that point clear that that Russia is not helped by self-isolation. Russia needs interaction with other parts of the world, and that includes allowing Deutsche Welle to work in Russia and from Russia.
0: Uh, Let's turn our attention back to Ukraine, if we can. How can Germany manage Russia?
1: Well, I think nobody should assume that anyone could manage Russia. But what we need to manage is the European security structures that have grown up uh, over the last well half century, more or less, where it's uh, clear that the borders are inviolable, that, that countries can choose their own path, that we do not uh, use uh, force. Uh, to achieve our, our, our political goals on the European continent. And this, of course, is against the backdrop of European history. We, this continent has a history of centuries of warfare, and uh, therefore it's something extremely valuable. It should be valuable to Russia too. And I believe that is the point you should drive home, and that's the point we in the Western Alliance have to tell the Russians, you, the Russians, profits, the Russian government profits from a functioning security order in Europe as well.
0: All right. Now, um, Alexander Graf Lambsdorff, I have to ask you about the helmets. Um, It has been widely ridiculed Germany refusing to deliver weapons into Ukraine, but prepared to send 5000 helmets. Was that the wrong decision?
1: No, it was not the wrong decision. I think the mistake that occurred was that it was communicated in an isolated manner. It's not the only thing we do for Ukraine. And I think that's where all the misunderstandings arise. I mean, we, are, uh, we have offered uh, support for their cyber defenses. We have offered military training to officers from the Ukrainian armed forces. We've sent a, a field hospital uh, to Ukraine. Uh, we're supporting the country economically and politically. Um, so there are a number of, of, of ways in which Germany supports Ukraine its territorial integrity, its political sovereignty. But to isolate this this particular item and take it in the broader context and and then just look at that, I understand that people are irritated by it. And therefore, I would have, uh, uh, um, you know, (laughs) hoped for a communication on the part of our Minister of Defense that would have made clear that this is not just 5000 helmets that we are delivering. We're delivering a lot of ways of support to Ukraine.
0: Alexander Graf Lambsdorff, member of the Pro-Business FDP and vice president of their parliamentary group in the Bundestag. Thank you very much for taking out the time to answer our questions. We appreciate it. Thank you. A big announcement out of Washington today. U.S. President Joe Biden gave a statement earlier saying the leader of the so-called Islamic State is dead after a targeted raid by U.S. forces in Syria. Senior U.S. officials say Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al Qureshi blew himself up as the operation got underway in the northwest of the country. and DW, correspondent, uh, DW Washington correspondent rather Oliver Salat provided more details of what the president said.
4: The biggest U.S. raid in Syria since the killing of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi back in 2019. Um, we know that some 13 people were killed. Uh, president Biden praised uh, his service members. He said that all U.S. soldiers were able to get out safely. And he also explained in detail how Qureshi blew himself up there. You heard it in the sound bite. And that uh, this um, raid was a good example of how the U.S. is capable to take down terrorists. As a reminder, this raid also comes um, about half a year after that uh, terror attack of ISIS um, terrorists at the Kabul airport. Back at the time when um, thousands of Afghani citizens, men, women, children, uh, were trying to escape the country and some 13 U.S. soldiers died uh, during this attack. Ironically, exactly the same amount of people that were killed in that U.S. raid. Um, Biden at the time vowed retaliation and now taking down, of course, the highest ISIS leader Uh, is that kind of retaliation that President Biden was hoping for.
0: And that was DW Washington correspondent Oliver Salad speaking to me moments ago. You're watching DW News live from Berlin. Coming up next, DocFilm looks at new medication that potentially could beat cancer. Stay with DW News. Our coverage continues. We'll have more headlines for you at the top of the hour. For me, for now, thank you so very much for spending this part of your day with us. I'm Leila Harak. I'll see you next time.